Hello, everybody. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by all of the awesome individuals who donate to this show on a monthly basis using our Patreon page. If you would like to be awesome as well, consider doing just that. Visit our Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash froggystyle. Frog, the letter E, underscore style. The minimum amount you can donate is $1 per month, which is only $12 per year. And with that donation, you will gain access to all bonus audio content that gets released. You also gain early access to certain interviews. Uh, Bonus audio content includes the Tales from the Tabletop live sessions, which is me and my friends playing D&D, and I record that. It's fun, it's hilarious, it's a good time all around. Um, So if you're into that sort of thing, check it out. You will also gain access to the Big Think bonus series, and that is just a series of bonus episodes, as the title suggests, where me and select guests discuss certain thought problems and morality questions and stuff like that. Each episode is, I don't know, 20 to 30 minutes long. And like I said before, you'll also gain early access to certain interviews. Uh, So that can mean you can listen to certain interviews a month or two before they get released on the podcast. There are also higher tier rewards. Uh, For example, if you feel like giving $5 per month, you will gain access to all the lower tier rewards. And you also get a Froggy Style merch pack sent to you. That includes t-shirts, stickers, and other super fun things. You can donate as much as $50 per month. And if you do do that, you will get a shout out basically at the beginning of every podcast or you can use that for advertising or whatever whatever your hearts desire really so check out our patreon page www.patreon no yeah anyways patreon.com slash froggy style i'll have the link in the episode notes which is probably the easiest way to find it If you are fans of the show, consider signing up for our email list. The email list will keep you up to date with everything Froggy Style Productions, and it will also automatically enter you into every draw that we do for cool prize packs. The prize packs usually include CDs and t-shirts and stickers and stuff like that from local musicians around Calgary. I actually just released a bonus mix that I put together in celebration of 50 episodes of Groove Talk, and everybody who was signed up for the email list also received four bonus tracks on top of that. So if you like free music, you like free stuff, sign up for the email list. FSproductions.ca is where you're going to find it. It's literally the very first thing that you see when you visit the website. Uh, So you just enter in your email, hit sign up. It takes less than a minute. 
and you can receive lots of cool free things. So I recommend that you do that unless you don't like free things. Also, while you're at the website, uh, consider checking it out. There's cool articles there. There's blog posts. All the podcasts get posted there. fsproductions.ca. Check it out. There's lots of cool things there. While you're there, considering out the consider checking out the other podcast that I host, This Is Your Brain on Podcasts. It's a cool conversation-based podcast where I just, me and a guest basically shoot the shit for a couple of hours. Uh, We talk about whatever comes up. Topics include religion, philosophy, morality, health and wellness, politics, music, pop culture, pretty much anything. Wherever the conversation takes us is what we explore. So consider checking that out if uh, that sounds like something you're into. fsproductions.ca On this episode of Groove Talk, I am joined by Jackie and Eli, and together they make up the band Mademoiselle. It was lots of fun talking with these two. I had a really good time. They're both very fun people. We talk about how they put the band together, why maybe it's not a great idea to decide to release an EP in one month, um, how fun it can be to release an EP in one month, as well as a bunch of other topics like dealing with hecklers and why punk music is awesome. You can listen to their song Bathroom Baby at the end of the episode which is off of their latest EP Choke. You can find Choke as well as Bathroom Baby on Bandcamp and I will have all the relevant links in the episode notes as always. So I hope you enjoy this episode of Groove Talk with Mademoiselle. This is Groove Talk with Froggy Style. Welcome to another episode of Groove Talk, everybody. On this episode, I am joined by Jackie and Eli, and they are with the band Mademoiselle. Hello. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I guess, first off, why don't you just tell us a little bit about the band? Um, It started when um, I was asked by Misha and the Spangs to open up for them for like an all-ages album release. And um, I had previously had a band, but I had uh, left them. And then um, she asked me, and I said, yeah, absolutely, I have a new project, but I didn't. (laughs) Um, So I, like, brought together um, two of my friends to help out, and I didn't know Eli yet. So we met from that, and... uh, I, I distinctly remember I got this text from you. I, it was, like, an unknown number, and it was, like... 
Hey, I desperately need a drummer. I heard you can keep time. Could you maybe learn how to drum for this thing? <laughs> the rest is history. Yeah, we just progressively got angrier and um, became best friends in the... Lost members? <laughs> All the lost members, yeah. So did you guys you start out, started out with more members or has it always just been the two? Yeah, more? it was like we were... For like this one show that we did, we were like a four-piece and we did like solely cover. Complete we covers. Have, we didn't have any time to make any originals, and then we tried making originals, and then we tried adding a new member, and none of it worked. And just one day, we were like, "Hey, maybe we should give this a shot." I yeah, and then I think in that day, the first time we practiced like by ourselves, we wrote a song, or like we got like the start of a song. Yeah, like, like almost completed, and we were like, "Okay, so we see this is gonna work." <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, so how long is how long has the band been going then? Um, there's <laughs> been different phases of it. I guess uh, the Mademoiselle we are today. We've been doing this since uh, less July than a year 1st. ago, July first last year. The 150 anniversary of Canada. <laughs> yeah, we were this like really bad guitar and drums duo before, but I don't know how to play guitar, and we couldn't keep a beat and do anything right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we gave up for a while, and then we were asked to play um, Solid Gold Beaver, which is an annual event where like, uh, bands will cover Canadian content and do it in their own style. So we uh, tried it again, except I picked up a bass, and we covered all, oh, yeah. all female <laughs> pop classics of the so early good. 2000s. And yeah, female Canadian artists. And it, it was a really good show, too. It was really good. We covered yeah. uh, Girl from Barbara Levine, and <laughs> that's course. when uh, it kicked off. <laughs> awesome. Um, so it seems like there's a lot of like drum and bass acts um yeah but i guess what made you go with that was it just um i just knew that instrument better and i've always been a fan of like a lot of two-piece bands like i love death from above with my whole heart and then royal I, blood is royal blood one is of tight. my favorites it's just uh it felt more natural and i wasn't comfortable with guitar and i felt like i couldn't truly write or be an artist if I was uncomfortable so I did what felt best and it just has been working yeah <laughs> I'd say it's been working it's okay. <laughs> awesome so the plan is obviously to stay two-piece then oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we get so many offers Probably from people every other show we have someone who's like if you need a guitarist or like a new drummer or anything I know like, how to sing if you want yeah. and like it's not like those are like bad like we've become like friends with a lot of these people who like put themselves out is it but we're always like great great but we'll call you for another project maybe yeah (laughs) not this no we we stick it with us (laughs) we stick it with us us. (laughs) cool um so are you guys involved in any other projects or is this no no we've (laughs) probably promised to play with so many other musicians and we just don't do it um i and it's i don't know why i think we're just like really comfortable with each other and we spend a lot of uh time with this project and we see a lot with or we like we visualize a lot for the future and Mm -hmm. i think that just it's become like our top priority to the point where we just like don't see us like creating like another full-time project yeah as much as we'd want to. we want to we promise a lot of people but then like the jam day comes and it's like oh shoot i was it's called like, to work or i'm sick or something i have to go to work i'm sick there's mademoiselle practice today 
<laughs> I mean, like you, I talked to some people and they have like three bands going. I'm yeah. like, it's ridiculous. I don't know do how. Like, <laughs> One band is overwhelming. So how many like how many times a week do you guys practice then? <laughs> oh, that's a question. There's like some periods of time where we actually can like keep a solid day and like our lives are in order, but there's like some periods of time where our like next practice is our next show. And <laughs> it really depends on the week, on what's going on with both of us. Yeah. So like sometimes we'll practice up to like three times in a week and then other times we don't practice for like two weeks yeah there's like there's good sessions where we'll practice like twice a week and then there's other times where it'll be three three weeks gone by and we haven't touched the <laughs> yeah but, then we'll have a show and we'll be like oh so let's just play the same set we've been playing yeah. for like <laughs> months i don't recommend that to anyone no it's like really bad that you don't practice a lot and then you get really loaded at your shows and i like look over at you and i'm like oh my god what's the first line to this song <laughs> we definitely have to pull our shit together sometimes <laughs> When we get booked for like big gigs, I'm like, okay, how? Thank you though. I'll take it. Um, so when it comes to like bookings and stuff, are you, is it like usually people coming to you to book? Yeah, or, uh... we the only show we have ever planned in our like year of being a band was our EP release. We've always been offered amazing gigs and everything. Even when we played Big Winter Classic, we didn't, we didn't even apply. That Beach was, was crazy. Like, yeah, <laughs> we didn't apply for Big Winter Classic at all. And all of a sudden, Jackie texts me one day, and she's like, Hey, so we got into Big Winter Classic. And I was just kind of like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah. We, um, there's a cat on the cat, table cat for everyone who can see right now. It's just too good. <laughs> too much distraction. That's okay. Yeah. He's like been, like, he's a staple of most podcasts. Oh I think. my God. <laughs> there's a cat on my lap now. <laughs> this is too good. I've been blessed today. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's loving it. I told you, he's like the friendliest cat in the entire world. It's like the Froggy Style mascot. Just like a staple in this podcast. Amazing. <laughs> so, I mean, that must feel pretty good, though, uh, having people approach you like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, it feels amazing. I'm so thankful. Jackie is, too. We're, like, it's ridiculous. We have so many buds that are just like, oh, yeah, we have this awesome show, and we thought mm. of you. And I'm like, crazy. We'd love to do it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's really nice, too. And... I don't know. I take it for granted a lot because there's a lot of times we say we play too many shows and we need to cut yeah. down. But then the fact that we get asked multiple times to play in a month, it's just hard to say no to so many good offers. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you guys also released an EP recently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. Is there anything about releasing that EP that was maybe surprising and you didn't expect? Uh, didn't expect it to be as much work as it actually was. Oh my was. god, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was like, okay, let's record for a day, let's get everything. Yeah, we were going into, into this. And we're like poor university students. <laughs> yeah. We went into this, drained the band fund. At yeah. the end, at the end, like coming up to the show, we were paying out of pocket for everything and we were stressed. And we were like, this is so much more work 
than we had initially anticipated. I don't know why I thought it would be easy either. I was it's, well, because well, you released a single with your other band. Yeah, right? and like I, we went to the studio. It was like a great time, and then it was out there. People liked it, and like that was easy. But I completely forgot the part where we won. Or we were given like grant money to record it. We had like it was only one song and there was no deadlines. But we we really procrastinated with this. We're like I can't believe it was it. like January <laughs> and we're like, okay, we still have time and then it's like mid April, we're like, We want to do this so before funny. sled, right? Yeah. We we I think we set the date that we wanted our release to be. Like we wanted it to be like the first days of June. And we set that before we actually went into the studio. So we had recorded like the first days of May and got everything done before that time. Mm -hmm. And I think it would have been easier on us if we (laughs) didn't. (laughs) We did not expect anything that happened. And it's really funny because uh, in like our jam space in my house we had bought like sticky notes like so oh many months gosh. ago and we had like this like fake plan where it's like get all merch by this day and like <laughs> practice on this and like release the ep like i think it was like march like 16th like i think that was like it was supposed to be mid-march like late yeah. march because it just made sense but then university is really hard um when people tell you that in high school you should listen because yeah. it's really hard yeah. and a lot of money. And then trying to be in a band and uh, doing stuff. Band, university, jobs. It's like yeah. it all just got so overwhelming at that point because like that's end of the semester for university as well. Yeah. I think so, it was like two days before like our EP release and I looked at Eli I'm like, I can't wait for this to be over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be such a good night, we but were, I can't like, wait I think to sleep we were in. crying too. We, did. we, we, were, like, we <laughs> cried a lot. So many tears were shed we over were it's like a Dairy Queen. We're just like, fuck. Can we do this? <laughs> Is this worth it? It did. It was worth it. Yeah. It did turn out to be worth it. So worth all the sweat and tears. And I encourage everyone to do it. Give yourself more time. Give yourself more time. Don't try and release an entire EP in, in a, a month. month. <laughs> I don't think we'll do that again. Nope. <laughs> Yeah, someone was like, someone said to me at the EP, was like, are you like working on your new album yet? I'm like, no, I no. just want to catch up on sleep first. <laughs> awesome. I mean, it's it seems like it's different for everybody too, because some people, like some bands that I've talked to, they need like that deadline, mm-hmm. or else they'll just like procrastinate into. Yeah, that's body. definitely <laughs> us as well. That's it's me just, just as a person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just you know, I think we we wanted it to be out before Sled Island. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> by the time we started, like, trying to do everything, it was, like, a month before. So, and yeah. time crunch just really got to us. But it yeah. was, it turned out good. There was, <laughs> like, a million matters. different things that happened in a day before, like, this was released. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> just don't play with that. It is dangerous. <laughs> um, but, oh yeah, like, God. planning for, like, the EP happened... There was just so many things that went into it. It was, what are we going to release it on? How how many downloads codes do we get? Where do we put it? What do we? What bands do we get to play this show? And Plus, there's all the fine details, like the artwork and mm-hmm. designing everything. And like, even song order was stressful. Oh, that was a struggle. <laughs> uh, do you guys have a favorite part from the whole process? The show. Yeah? <laughs> For I, me. I loved recording. 
We uh, went with uh, Eric Andrews from like Ghost Factory, Amazing man. and it was just a really good day. And it was it was fun. It was experimental, and I felt like I learned a lot as an artist. And yeah. I, I liked that. It was like I, really yeah. It was I like really, the best twelve hours of my life. It was so fun. I guess like eleven. I took a nap. We were tired. <laughs> we were so tired after that. But yeah, I just I just thought the show was so good because yeah. like. There was this one point, the first band that went on that night was the Night Terrors. Amazing. And <laughs> we we were like dancing and singing at the front and there was just this moment like we turned around and we were in Night Owl and Night Owl was like full. And we were like, this is our show. We did this. <laughs> we did this. This is crazy. Like, and I think that was that was also like the anniversary of like us graduating. Yeah, it was like a day after we graduated high school, <laughs> so it felt really nice to yeah. like go through a year of that and like it say was, like we yeah. could, we did something. It was a landmark, you know, because not all like nineteen year olds who recently graduated can say they released an EP yeah. in that year. So we're crazy proud of ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's pretty crazy. I didn't realize that you guys were so young. <laughs> we get that a lot. We get that a lot. A lot of people think we're like early 20s by the way that we carry ourselves or talk, but yeah, not. Yeah. Man, when I was 19, I was, I was a little shit. So. <laughs> oh, it's not to say that we're not little shits. <laughs> like, we still... We, we simultaneously make our parents super proud and super angry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like most 19-year-olds, kind of. Yeah. like. <laughs> um, so, Sled Island. Um, <laughs> so excited. Uh, no one can see me dab throughout this podcast. <laughs> just know that every Tragic. time there's an awkward laugh, I have been dabbing. Or whipping. That's yeah. happening, too. <laughs> Sorry, Sled Island. Yeah. So did that uh, did that come about in the same way that like uh, Big Rainer Classic did? Did you um, guys apply for Sled Island? No, or? we applied, and I was like, I was really nervous. This is one of my favorite things of the year. I always tell people Sled Island is so good that like my depression stops for five days. And it's, <laughs> I've never been happier. So we applied, and I was really nervous because. I felt comfortable oh with gosh. what we were doing, and I know that like a lot of the Calgary yeah. scene knows who we are, what we're doing. But it's such a competitive like festival, and it's so huge. And we were really nervous that we wouldn't make it in. But uh, <laughs> when we this did, is a story. <laughs> this, this is, is so a good. story. This we, is such a good story. I was working really late the night that we got accepted, and so I was like leaving my job at two a.m. and I was checking my emails in my Uber, and I gasped so loud that my Uber driver stopped, and he was like, he was freaking out. He's like, "Is everything okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I just need to call someone right now." And Eli had like just fallen asleep, and like she was like, "Why are you calling me? What's the big deal?" And I'm like crying, like we made it to Sled Island. <laughs> she only calls me that late if she's really drunk or like something is wrong, and so I yeah I just fallen asleep. I wake up, my phone's ringing. It's Jackie, and I'm like, what's going on? Is everything okay? So I answer, I'm like, hello, <laughs> are you okay? And you're like, yeah, just, we made it into sled. <laughs> it's the best news. Yeah. But it was really funny. My, um, my brother also made it to Sled Island. He plays in Chained by Mind. And uh, the next morning, I, like, went down to talk to my dad, because he also likes the festival. And I was like, we made it to Sled. This is so good. And he was, like, excited with me. And it was, like, a, a really good morning. And then my brother comes downstairs. And my dad's like, did you make it into Sled? And my brother's like, oh, yeah, we found it yesterday. Like, no big deal. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> how 
can you be so chill about this? It's really good. Cool. I mean, I've had your brother on the podcast as well. Yeah. So, He's yeah. a... What a cool kid. What a cool kid. Love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> we have, like, so many good stories with uh, my brother like he's oh a drummer <laughs> he's a drummer too and like, I know we jam. exactly what story she's gonna tell we jam at like my house and we borrow my brother's kit and my brother is like such a drum nerd and so protective of his kit I remember like one day he knew that we were uh, practicing so he takes down his kit and he like adjusts it so it's only like the kick the snare the floor tom and then I think like the ride where the crash was it was the ride was. no it was one ride symbol yeah. and like not even a hi-hat there was no I'm like, like, I'm like, Griffin, what happened to the rest of the kit? And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, we need the rest of the kit to jam. And he's like, but I already set it up the way you guys need it. I'm like, what is that saying about our band? I was like, we couldn't stop laughing about it for the whole day. And I was like, so insulted. He was so bitter. He had to put the kit back together, too. Like, he's like, I don't know why you guys are making me do this. This is how you guys sound. Uh, so do you guys receive a lot of support from your families? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. My my family, not really punk people, <laughs> to say the least. They're like, they're like more of like a, you know, Beatles kind of family. Like we listen to that kind of stuff all the time. But uh, uh, I recently, you know, got into the whole punk thing with Jackie and I'm... <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and my parents, they're really proud. They're so proud. Like, they save beetroots and, like, everything. They have, like, everything. All the posters for all the shows. I just don't know if they like listening to it as much <laughs> as I do. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, it's, it was the same way with my parents when I, like, started doing music stuff. Yeah. If I was into, like, weird electronic music, so... They would, like, listen to me do stuff, and they'd be like, I just don't get this at all. Like, this yeah. is so completely foreign to me. It's, like, it's it's so good. It's, like, definitely a lot better. Like, my dad was in a band when he was young. So, like, every time he comes out to a show, he'll say something. He's like, you've really improved, you know? Because, um, <laughs> you know, the start of the band, that was when I basically picked up drumming. So I've yeah. only been drumming for, like, a year and a half now. Okay. I've, like... <laughs> been you know not to brag or anything <laughs> you're so humble <laughs> i just you know i'm pretty proud of myself my family is too i come from like a really weird family i like that's not a bad weird it's a really good weird um my parents like have always really like pushed music as like a priority in my family and that's not in, like a scary like soccer mom kind of way it's just it's always been prevalent and um, it's always been like various musics, but musics. Uh, but a lot of uh, punk and rock is in my roots, and it's uh, it's really nice having family who's so supportive of music and like the music scene because they just let me and my brother make as much noise as we want in the house, and they are at almost every single show and. They, like, bitch about carrying gear, but I think they're really happy that we're, like, making music rather oh, than, like, yeah. them driving us to the mall all the time. So. Yeah, neither yeah. of us can drive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's a problem. We're both, like, we're both working to fix it. But, like, as a drummer who has to lug their whole kid around sometimes, it's, like, 
I can't thank my parents enough. <laughs> oh man, like I'm, it's I, it's such oh a relief when our parents say they'll drive us because carrying like symbols and a base and a pedal board and everything on Calgary Transit sucks. It's you a get the nightmare. Worst glares it's ever. a nightmare. We just um we just played a house show recently that's all the way up north and <laughs> I so I had to get there all by myself so I'm on I'm on the bus I have like my kick my snare my cymbals and it's like I'm just like at least four feet wider <laughs> than I normally am I'm taking up like a whole seat and. I have to go, it took me like two hours to get there, and the whole time I'm like carrying all this gear, and I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> you meet some I mean, wild people, though, when you're carrying oh, like instruments oh, yeah. on the train, but it's so funny. I have like a lot of people on the train who are like, what is that, a guitar? I'm like, no, it's a bass guitar, and like I get this look of like, oh, you're a bassist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, I swear we're cool. Just I, their face there's like no, instantly drops. Yeah, like, it's, like, immediately, like, unimpressive. But I'm like, I swear we're good. <laughs> we're doing our best. We're doing our best. I, I, I like bass so much more as an instrument than the guitar. I'm, like, a little biased because I also play bass. But like... <laughs> That's such a bass player thing to say. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> Bass players are like, it's not that easy. There's a lot that goes into it. And it's just because everyone is so like... Listen, I play the bass too, but I can't play the bass. So I'm a... <laughs> I like, sometimes I like figure out our own songs on the bass and see what Jackie's playing. And I'm like, what the hell is she doing? How does she do that? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I don't know how to play drums either. We, there's like times where we're like let's try and switch instruments for a song but it's just it sounds like instruments falling down a stair basically it's bad I mean yeah drums I tried to play the drums way back when and my friend tried to teach me and the fact that you have to like make your limbs do yeah like things, four different limbs really for doing all four about multitasking things. yeah it's crazy I can't get my right foot yeah. to do something different from my right hand. I just, like, weird. I can't make my limbs do different things. Like, you know that thing where you, like, pat your head and rub your tummy? Like, I can't even do that without messing that up. Like, it's hard. I don't know <laughs> how drummers do, do it. Way. Yeah, see? I'm, like, can't see. I'm perfectly <laughs> doing that right now. Again, it's... so humble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm just really good at multitasking. I'm just really good at rubbing my tummy. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he showed me. <laughs> um, so it's like, has music always been a, like a big part of your guys' lives? Oh yeah. oh yeah. Oh yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I think just like a lot of my youngest memories are like going into like HMV or like A and B sound and like you know like those like little listening stations where there was four albums you got to like pick from and like you just got to sit there and listen to it. I remember doing that a lot for like hours on end with my dad. My dad also used to own like a DJ business where he would DJ like parties wow, and weddings. That. Yeah that's where like the disco ball and like the strobe lights. Oh and, like, okay. a fog machine and bubble machine so we get some pretty good lit practices going where we achieve nothing but it looks cool. Uh, yeah and I just like there's been so many like hours just spent where he's shown me new songs and new bands and yeah it's a uh, it's pretty prevalent in my life and it's always yeah. it always has been that way. My parents put me into piano lessons when I was six years old. I hated it so much. <laughs> you know you know can I go yet? Can I go play? But um, 
<laughs> I really thank them now because, um, you know, now music is such an important part of my life. And it's like I grew up with it. There was always music playing in my house. Some of my earliest memories is my, my mom knows how to, like, masterfully play uh, Moonlight Sonata by Beethoven. And so, like, I just remember hearing piano all the time. I hear guitar all the time. I hear bass all the time. And, like, eventually, like, as time went on, I just kept on picking up more instruments and having fun with it. And now here we are, drumming. And <laughs> I think it's my favorite so far. <laughs> I, uh, I really like my uh, playing bass. It kind of just, like, fell into my lap. Like, my... I. I, it was hard for me to start learning instruments because my brother is so naturally gifted at the drums and so it kind of sucked being like known as like Griffin's sister and I'm like I can know I know three chords on a guitar like don't mess with me <laughs> um, but when I joined my first band I was supposed to like play rhythm guitar but then they're like do you want we need a bass line you want to try bass and it's just it's it's stuck like it was nice being like this is my instrument that I chose it's the one I'm choosing to learn and continue to play the cat's back. I love the cat's so back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh like I said, he's possibly the most friendly cat in the entire world. So I believe it. But like living with him, he is a little asshole. I <laughs> but it's okay because he's very cuddly. So, do you guys have like one album that like sticks out in your brain? Maybe that like kind of got you into your whole like musical journey and like made you really oh, appreciate music. I, wow! I don't know if I have like an I album. Actually do I have one. I when I was a kid, I was more about like individual songs. So I, I my dad would make me like little like CD mixes, and I would like listen to them on like that giant CD portable player. <laughs> like that was my jam, but. um... I think the song that really made me love music was Seven Days a Week by The Sounds. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, like, a lot of people really know The Sounds, but I fucking love them. <laughs> and every, like, playlist I ever make, like, that song is in it. Uh, it's, I could probably, like, mouth out every single line on that <laughs> song. Like, it's, like, that whole, that whole song really got me going as a kid and is kind of, like, the staple for what I listen to the most. That's awesome. Yeah, I actually have an album. Wow. So, yeah, crazy. <laughs> it's like only one song. <laughs> um, like, up until I was, like, 15, I just kind of, like, listened to what was on the radio and what my parents listened to, and I wasn't... So it was, like, a lot of, like... I listened to, like, the Rolling Stones and Rush and, like, all that stuff. and But, like, it never really, like, spoke to me, I guess. And, you know, that sounds so pretentious, but... <laughs> um, up until I... I had some friends in like grade grade nine, grade ten, I think, who showed me Hawaii by Said the Whale. And I listened to that album on repeat, like constantly for at least like a year. And I still like I have all those songs on my phone, on everything. I listen to it all the time. Cause it's like I kinda like moved from more like listening to like top forties and whatever was on to listening to like what I kind of liked which started out as like indie kind of stuff and then now moved into more like punk kind of stuff and it's like a really good variety I think but I think that was like the turning point for me cool yeah, <laughs> yeah that's awesome I like did like this like 
real hard like 180 going from like grade 8 to grade 9 because like in grade 8 I went to like this really bad like directioner phase for six months like I'm, oh. not, I'm not even afraid to we like all, admit it like, but like yeah it was we grade 8 it was fine but then in grade 9 I'm like Nirvana everything <laughs> and that was probably my giant turning point is I listened to a lot of like rock and punk as a kid but it was always okay. like singles and I didn't really have like a band that I was like totally in love with and I know that's like that's a, another really cliche band is Nirvana but when I was like 13, 14. They're good. Like, this is the they're best. Good. Come on. And then, I mean, they're like, like, it's cliche for a reason, right? Yeah, like, it's oh, like you need to go on. through that phase. Some, okay, <laughs> sometimes, like, tell me that you wouldn't just want to listen to Nirvana on some days. Like, I feel like they're just a band. Sometimes you're like, okay, I'd like to listen to them today. Yeah. Like, everyone knows Nirvana. Everyone listens to Nirvana. They're, uh, <laughs> they were kind of uh, the reason we broke out into Calgary before we were just playing like oh, yeah. songs in my oh, basement yeah. and then we saw like on Rockin' for Dollars page that they had a Nirvana themed night and we got we like played Breed, Breed. and we did a pretty okay job at it and BJ Downey I, has been oh like my God. our biggest support I love BJ Downey the best person we've met <laughs> but yeah there's like a wicked drum roll at the beginning of that song and I didn't know how to drum roll back then <laughs> like how, how short can we cut this drum roll before we I think start? we cut it at least like two bars shorter than it actually <laughs> yeah. is in the song because I just couldn't yeah. <laughs> that's so funny I think I could do it now but like don't quote me on that because I don't I don't want to cover it we'll try again. it later <laughs> we'll try it in a practice I think anybody who says that they don't like Nirvana is probably lying yeah yeah. No, nobody hates Definitely. it when like smells like Teen Spirit comes on or anything comes on. Like it's any Nirvana like, song comes yeah, on. Yeah, like, exactly. There's like I have like I don't know. I, there's a lot of bands that I think are overrated, but I still think are good artists. You know, and I kind of there's a reason all classic, bands have their songs. Yeah, like all uh, like like all classic bands. I'm kind of like you shouldn't live your whole life purely listening to classic bands. But there's a reason they are a classic. And for anyone to just say that like a, a classic band sucks, I'm kind of like. Don't be so pretentious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was uh, freaking ACDC. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I used to listen to, like, Prozac and, like, Aqua and stuff like that. Oh, <laughs> I still love Aqua Aqua's and Prozac. Yeah, with I Prozac, know. actually. Yeah, so <laughs> all bands, yeah. I, all bands have their songs. There's, like, songs from every band. Like, even if you're like, oh, I don't like that band, you, you, you like a song from Yeah, them. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, especially like those older bands, like yeah. like, like you said, they're around for a reason still, right? Yeah. The Beatles, so much material that's just boring, but then they have their songs, you know? Beatles are like one of those bands that I, like, unpopular opinion, because like everyone loves them, right? But I, I understand why they're influential and I like, like, songs by them, but like, that's like the band where I'm like... Yeah. There's more! It's like, <laughs> there that's like, more. there's like, that's people's okay. Nirvana, they're like, they're over it, and then like, the Beatles are that for me, but I'm still like, Beatles are, they have bops, they're, they're bops. Yeah, yeah. Bottles. Bottles. <laughs> They're bottles. I tried so They're hard. They're tried. <laughs> A plus for effort. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, like, the Beatles are, they were good for their time, and they were super yeah. revolutionary for what they did, but you, if you do listen to their music, it is kind of like, okay, like. There's, like, you know, a couple songs that are, like, that stick out, and then other, you know, the other songs, it's like, okay. It's, like, yeah. pretty same old, same old. But, you know, it doesn't mean that they're a bad band. Yeah, I feel like I can't really say shit all about the Beatles, because, like, who the fuck am I, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not really still in any stadium. Two angry white girls from Calgary, Alberta. Like... (laughs) 
the Beatles are selling more albums than me. <laughs> Half of them are dead. God. Somebody. <laughs> um, so, Rocking for Dollars, it sounds like it uh, was pretty influential. In- oh, yes. yeah. yeah. Um, it continues to be so as well. Yeah. It's amazing. It's a, we actually like won a Beardcore <gasps> oh, Award yeah. the same night as our EP release, and it was for Venue Choice by Broken City. And we thought that was just like really funny. This is a place that we go and get drunk and <laughs> every Wednesday. But um, it's like our favorite place to go. There's uh, it's hard for us to like just like come up with reasons not to go out every Wednesday. And yeah. There's just always so many good people and it's a good energy. And yeah. we've like really experimented and like messed up there at times, but like it still feels like really welcoming to go back and it gives us the place to experiment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that it does that for like a lot of bands mm-hmm. too. It's so good. Like it's yeah, like you said, it's like it's so hard to find reasons not to go. Like mm-hmm. yesterday was rocking for dollars, and I was like, I don't know, should I go? And all it takes is for Jackie to go, yeah, you should come out, <laughs> go to rocking for dollars, come to rocking for dollars. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll come. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's really nice. It it truly feels like the Calgary music scene community. It's uh, people like bands from all genres and all styles and. Uh, Everyone's welcome. Yeah, everyone's welcome, and it's just really supportive. I there's never really been beef at Rock for Dollars, unless you and I are mad at someone and we're crying in the washroom about it. But we wrote a song about that. <laughs> we wrote a song about that. But that's a uh, it all has its reasons. I've never been like, yeah, it's like it's all been like personal. If there's any beef, right? Like yeah. it's not like it's not beef with the venue or the yeah. people who work there, or like even like other bands playing. It's always just <laughs> personal. A person. It's always been a person. It's always just... a person. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy how it like brings all facets. Of, <coughs> excuse me, all facets of the Calgary music mm-hmm. scene like together in one place mm-hmm. for a Wednesday night. It gives a lot of bands opportunities yeah. too, like the opportunity to have a yeah. place to like show what they're doing. You know, even if they're like just starting, which is what we did yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's a, it's kind of nice too when you go there, and at least like probably once every other week, BJ's like, "This is this band's like first live performance," and it's like, "That's so cool!" Like, here you are with uh, like, just like this uh, whole opportunity in front of you. I don't know what I'm really trying to say. It's just like it's really cool. It's so cool. <laughs> it, it's like it still feels like it's like it's not just an open jam, you know? Yeah. Where like. You're playing there to like six people who like don't really care. Like everyone's there because they love music and they're excited to see what the night has to offer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I've I've seen some really weird stuff at Rocking for Dollars. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll definitely run into the occasional. Uh, what's going on here? Yeah. It's hard to like hate it though. Yeah, like, I I just like I have so much appreciation for people of all genres because yeah. you express yourself through music and music can't just be limited to like a few set genres so I think it's really good when I'm like sitting there and there's like a new band that I haven't seen and like especially the ones where I go what the fuck is happening right yeah. now yeah <laughs> like it was great where else are you gonna find like 10 bands that all sound like completely different yeah in one exactly night? it's also really fun to just see our buds up there yeah 
Oh man, as soon as like a, a bud band. A bud band? <laughs> Quote me on that. As soon as a bud. <laughs> TM. Trademark, that's my statement. <laughs> as, soon as, <laughs> as soon as a bud band is up there, it's like so crazy. It's so fun. Because you just go up to the front and you like yell at them and support them. And the hockey lineup is amazing every time. It's also like really fun just being surrounded by so many talented and creative people. Like, uh, there's, like, a few buds that are in multiple bands, and mm-hmm. they're like, I'm in a new project tonight, and it's like, wow, look at my friends. I can call these people my friends, and they're so talented. And, yeah. <laughs> like, you're supportive of them, and it just comes back in return. Yeah. And, and pretty like, much, if you go to Rockin' for Dollars, you're guaranteed to have a friend there, too. Yeah. At least... You always you... make at least, like, one new friend. <laughs> yeah, if you don't make a friend, then... You're doing something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's nice for sure that there's something like that in Calgary, mm-hmm. and I honestly think that I like I. This is me completely talking out my ass right now because I've never <laughs> go been, for it. <laughs> I've never been part of the music scene of any other city but Calgary's. Yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's what makes Calgary's music scene different from every yeah. other. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> this is why Calgary's the best at different. Me not knowing anything else about anywhere else. Calgary's just got a lot of love. It's yeah. Calgary, man. Yeah. That's true. That's what it's about. <laughs> um, so. I guess you guys are a little bit younger. How important was the all ages music scene to you guys growing up? Oh man, super important. Uh, I'll let Jackie uh, take this one. (laughs) I feel like I've been going to love shows for as long as I can remember. I remember being like 13 years old, going with my little brother to the new black center down in Inglewood. And it was, it was crazy cool because it was just a small little venue where touring bands or local bands got to play in this like, little like dive of a venue and you could like talk to them and I remember how cool it was being like 13 and seeing live music that you didn't have to pay a million dollars to go see right and it was cool because you were seeing something new and it was something inspiring and having like all ages opportunities to expose yourself and figure out what you like and who you are as a person and what you can achieve was really important um so when it like disappeared really for a couple of years, like there was that weird in between of like New Black and Major Minor where there was the occasional Tubby Dog show, but it was still kind of shitty. Um, Cause I don't know, they're just like, there wasn't any real love and it was all like people who have like seen this all before and like nothing was exciting to them. But uh, again, like creating the next generation of like all ages music is, great because that's how as an artist you meet like the future of future the Calgary music, music scene and yeah. it's uh it's really cool when uh you also have like younger kids who are like I really like what you're doing and that's what I want to do we uh we volunteer every year at the girls rock, girls camp, rock Calgary. camp and it was like really good because I was a part of it when I was 13 and um just uh seeing like it like Helping people out, like, on where they should go and what they can do is really cool. And then when they contact you saying, I really like your band and you've inspired me to start playing this music or this instrument is, it's incredible. And there needs to be more of it. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I wish I got to experience all ages. I didn't really, like, join the scene until I was, like, like 17, almost 18. Yeah. I mean, like, I got into the, like, the actual the local music scene, like, way later, like, 
25. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a cat in my lap again. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he's just loving it. Yeah. But I remember going to shows in high schools, him. and it was either like metal shows at the BMO Center or like playing in random rooms of like random museums mm-hmm. in Airdrie and stuff, <laughs> and like random hardcore shows. It was just, yeah. But it was really important to like get out there and like experience mm-hmm. that, I guess. Because I've been seeing uh, shows for so long, even when I was like still underage. I have, like, this, like, pretentious air to myself when people are, like, so excited to see, like, major concerts at, like, the Saddle Dome twice a year. I'm just kind of like, you could be having this excitement every night if you really wanted to. Like, there's so many That's what we growing do. musicians <laughs> in your city, and you should go and support them. And I think that should be allowed for all ages, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. And it's really cool what Major Minor is doing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, with... Uh, it's so great. Yeah. Graham has his heart in the right place. Yeah, definitely. He's a sweet dude. Wonderful And, man. like, with the whole East Town get down yeah, and everything. Oh, that was so good. That was amazing. <laughs> and it was really nice, too, because I love uh, multi-venue... Uh, what's it called? Festivals. Festivals. But um, there's, like, some that are just, like, too... Like, I don't know. It's, like, it's really, you have, like, Big Winter Classic, which is, like... Four venues and like three are in a triangle and like one is like you so have to far run. away to like run to it. <laughs> and then like there's like Sled Island where it's like literally the festival of fear of missing out. And you'll be at like one area of the city and you're like, this is all really cool. I can't believe I'm here. And then you're like, oh my god, but I see someone on Snapchat where there's somewhere else and that looks really cool too, right? Gotta go. And it's so spread out. But what was nice about uh, East Town Get Down was it was like all the venues were like a good like street apart, and it was also. Nice to go away from just like the inner city and uh, really common venues and yeah, there was, was some like cool places to play. There. And it was really nice because like Forest Lawn has like such a stigma and uh, it's like bad attitude towards it that it's dangerous. But it was it was like walking down the streets. I felt completely safe. It was really chill, especially that like there were buskers and then like you like walk past the busker, go into a venue, and then the next time you walked out, you'd see a bunch of musicians from other bands like hanging out with this busker and, like, jamming and, like, mm-hmm. everyone's dancing and it's, like, it was, like, such a cool experience because mm-hmm. it was, like, the music wasn't just inside the venues mm-hmm. and, yeah, the stig- there's, like, the stigma is stupid. <laughs> Shouldn't be a stigma. I felt completely safe. Mm-hmm. Did you guys perform at the East Town Get Down? Yes, yeah. we did. Yeah. Played was, in the juice bar. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny to say. It was, yeah, I've... <laughs> that whole show was, was kind of funny. Like, the first, like, four acts, I think, on that bill like, that we were in were, like, acoustic women who we, like, all love dearly yeah. and, like, think they're really talented. But, like, we came into the venue and it's, like, get ready for some fuzz yeah. punk. Kate, like, Kate Stevens was on right yeah, before us. Yeah, like, this, like, angel of a woman. Like, her voice is immaculate. <laughs> Amazing. And, and, and we, like, she's, like, singing, like, all these, like, heartfelt songs and then we come in, like, <laughs> everyone sucks and everyone can choke. Like, <laughs> Sorry, we're gonna get unnecessarily loud. Yeah, I think we say that on almost every show where we're like, sorry for the change here, hope you like it. And they usually do, which is nice. uh, We built like a really good following of uh, friends and fans, and it feels really good when we like play a show, uh, like a festival, and it was like, like especially like East Town Get Down, where we had our friends who were singing our songs, and there was also a lot of people who have like never seen us before, so we just kind of added on to the experience of our show awesome yeah. so what's what's it been like to see your fan base grow then crazy <laughs> <Really> nice crazy <laughs> i just you know sometimes i think 
if I had the opportunity to talk to my 10 year old self, I would think I'm the coolest person <laughs> in the world. <laughs> and that's crazy to me. <laughs> that's so wholesome. <laughs> um, it's a, it's really cool. And it's, it's nice. Cause like, it's not so much like these are our Fans? These are just, like, friends. These are, that sounds so tacky. But, like, <laughs> you know, like, this, these are, like, our friends who, like, know our songs and support us. And, like, that's all I, like, it's, like, that's the nicest thing ever when we, uh, like, we sold, like, 30 out of 50 tapes at our EP release. And it was just, like, our friends who'd, like, come out and really supported us. So it's, it's nice to know that people like what we're doing. We're not doing this for nothing. And they're not also just doing this because they feel entitled to. Like, these are, like... They genuinely yeah. care. Yeah, they are supportive friends. I love them. <laughs> awesome. Um, I kind of feel weird asking this question. But, like, I feel have like you... that's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> just go for it. <laughs> but have you, like, experienced any, like negativity because you are oh my god you're gonna have to finish the question no there's like there's so many things I can say so many okay so like we have a really funny story and then I guess we cried (laughs) it's funny now it's It's funny funny now it was bad at the moment like back then I oh my god okay we were we were probably like four months into being a band and um, we had like some pals in mind who were like, want to play this show at Juliet's Castle, which is like a karaoke bar at uh, like on like 16th Ave, right? And uh, we were like, yeah, sure, it doesn't really matter. But it was like this bar where you know people go to because they're having a rough day or maybe they were arguing with. They their, go like, like straight family, from work and, and like, stay until close. Yeah, it's it like was that like, kind of bar. It was not a good atmosphere wasn't really what we were used to we walked in and they were playing like rap music like blasting it and yeah. we were like oh no and like all of it was like <laughs> definitely like brooding looking like late 30 year old like girls and dudes and they just like did not seem really welcoming and uh so we start playing our set and then like halfway through our set this guy starts fucking booing us and we're like Oh my god, is this real life? I can't believe we're being booed right now. And I remember saying, okay, this is uh, our last song. And the guy says, thank god. And like that like just like broke my spirit. It I got was, so salty. Uh, I was like, this one's called Choke, dedicated to that guy. <laughs> and as soon as we like finished, we like packed up our stuff and we left. We left. Well, we were, your parents like I, stuck around because they were like, these girls deserve to get paid. And uh, We only got paid too for like... Uh, like fifteen dollars or yeah. something, because like there are only like six people in the bar, and so like, I... no, it, there was like a lot. There's like a, not a lot of people wanted to see live music. I don't yeah. think like anyone really came to see live music. They all yeah. just want to play pool and yeah. So like at the <laughs> end, like my right. dad's driving me home, and I was like, we should have left. Like we should have left. I should not have stayed around for that. I just, it was like. We were both pretty miserable about yeah. it. Yeah, I uh, I remember I took like the bus pretty much back home but my parents were at a friend's house just drinking and I came over to like my parents and like their friends and my dad was like oh how'd the show go and I just like burst into tears and I'm like we got booed people hate us and I'm like what are we doing and like it was like really nice for my dad to be like good that's how you know you're doing something right if like people hate the messages you're preaching right which we, is like really yeah. nice because like back then we had our speech to go like we had a speech written to go along with our song anti-hate and it's about Donald Trump, right? And how we fucking hate that guy. 
Um, we were really political at the start. Like, yeah, we were all, like, I think that sucks. And yeah, I think that really had like took a toll with like how people perceived us mm-hmm. that night because it, it definitely looked like the crowd, like a Trump supporter type of crowd. Yeah, as seemed, well. like, it, it seemed just like in general a really conservative place. But. Yeah, so it wasn't a good experience. But I mean, like, but I'm happy it happened. Yeah. <laughs> it it someone broke our egos a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we like were riding like such like a high horse after like our first rock and roll dollars. Where like BJ was like, "You guys are great," and we're like, "Yeah, maybe we are great." And I'm like, the guy who blew us, we're like, "Oh no!" <laughs> but yeah, um, other than that, I think we've just like played a yeah few empty bars. A few people like, "Oh man, it was like really good." One time we uh, played Cafe Koi. And, like, our first two openers were, like, Mason oh, and, yeah. like, from uh, Corey Hotline and Sarah from Sellout. And, like, beautiful voices, beautiful people. And then we go on and we're, like, super loud. And I, like, watch, like, all of, like, the moms and everything, like, leave. Everyone left. <laughs> Everyone left. <laughs> My dad was, like, how good is it known to be, like, be, like, scary in an older crowd? Great. <laughs> like, great. That's awesome. I mean, it sounds like... At least it was an experience. Yeah. Now you know how to deal with shitty people. Like, <laughs> yeah. So. Got us down at the time, but now it's like, I, it's I think. It's like a good story to tell. Yeah, but. it's it's a funny story now. Makes me laugh now, at least, which is good. <laughs> I cried pretty hard. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> I definitely did. Uh, so you said you, like used to write a lot about government and stuff like what do you guys typically oh, write I about just, now? yeah i just... went through a really bad breakup in december and it was like in that month we learned how easy it is to write about shitty people and shitty breakups so we've been like like we've written a few songs that have like or we've started some songs that like weren't necessarily about like at, like people that used to be in our lives and it still was like super political but like we just like never finished them because we somewhat like i don't know me and eli are both like kind of temperamental people and like something will happen and it's like we have to write a song about this person we have to like yeah. let it out so yeah we both kind of had some like shitty experiences with like ex-boyfriends like recently and so we you know, we wrote Love Sucks right directly after your breakup. Yeah, like in like 45 <laughs> minutes, I'm like, I need to get this out. And it's just like angry and it's it's so good though. Yeah. It feels really good to like let that out. Yeah. It's, yeah, it feels, yeah, that's what songwriting is. It's like, it's an outlet. So recently, yeah, it's been a lot about people we don't like and experiences we've gone through. But I I wouldn't say that we're never gonna write a political song yeah. song again I we're think, definitely gonna go back to politics i think just like right now is uh oh, we're really like i don't know i work in a bar and like so i get like a bunch of like really shitty people all the time and um yeah i like get into arguments with people and then uh just people will be mean and we're like yeah. well let's get that out of our system but also i think it doesn't really help that I like I don't know at least I personally feel this way I become so like numb to what's happening in politics like when Donald Trump was first elected it was so easy to be like they're ta- he's taking fresh. away human rights and I'm so mad that as like a society we're like going backwards but now everything seems so normal like it's yeah. just another day of Trump doing something stupid yeah. and it's hard to keep up it's hard to make a point about it when like it's just it's, so common oh my gosh 
this is like the normal, right? And yes, like now there's nothing now. to be Hate angry crimes have about. Risen when it's, by twenty percent oh. since Donald Trump was elected, and like that's crazy. That's obviously way too much. But it's just like it's at the point. It's like oh, another another Muslim discriminated against another you know, another black person attacked. And yeah, it's like, it's like no matter can't... how many songs we write about it, there's always something the next week. Yeah. And, I, like, it is crazy how, like, at first it was, like, anything he did, and it was, like, an outrage. Yeah. And people were mad. But now you just hear it constantly, and it is hard to be outraged that much because it happens yeah. every single week. It's just, yeah. like, I'm so... I can't believe... How fucking stupid this guy is. Sorry, I know I probably shouldn't swear as much as I do. But, like, this <laughs> guy funny. gets me so enraged. And I can't believe how dumb he is. I can't believe that he hasn't been, like, impeached yet. And I can't believe how accustomed we've all, we have all grown to, like, the situation that he's pretty much put the whole world in. Mm-hmm. It's, like, a few months back, I couldn't believe I was, like, reading articles on how to survive a nuclear attack. And I'm like, that's not, <laughs> that's, that's not, not okay. normal. That's yeah. not something that should be normal. <laughs> But, like, here we are. We have to, like, prepare for a war or something. Like, it's it's just, it's so out of hand. But it's so normal now yeah. that it's it's awful. And it's, like, with that, it's even hard to focus on Canada's own politics. Mm-hmm. Like, the, oh like the media is so consumed by what's happening in the States that... Because, like, my dad asked me before, like, why don't you write songs about what's happening in, in Canada? Mm-hmm. And I'm like... I can't really write an angry song about legalizing weed because that's the only thing I hear about on the news. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a lot easier to write about, like, the the smaller issues, like, right now. Like, we write about our personal stuff, but also um, we have a, a speech about sexual assault mm-hmm. that we say before um, choke. before choke when we're doing a live show because, you know, sexual assault... It's awful, like the... <laughs> deplorable, the worst thing ever. But it's, but not, it's so many people experience it. Mm-hmm. Like I've talked to many of my like female, some male friends have like told me, "Oh yeah, I've been sexually assaulted," and I'm like, "That is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Why are we like this as a society?" Mm-hmm. So and it's like the choking that speech is like the right blend of personal experience and like the and like the Me Too movement and how it's been. And how, like, sexual assault is being so widely talked about oh, yeah. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, like, obviously it's a good thing, right? Yeah. And it, it wouldn't be such a thing if it wasn't for, like, the internet, you know? Yeah. Like, the internet is just getting mm-hmm. shit out there and people are coming forward and people are not afraid to, like, stand up now and be like, you yeah, know, that did happen or whatever, which... Mm-hmm. We live in crazy times. Yeah. We are living in <laughs> such a crazy time. Crazy times. Yeah. yeah it's... Sometimes it's just so overwhelming i'm like i need to take a break yeah Yeah. like hide in my bathtub for four hours turn off my phone yeah (laughs) uh so what is it about punk music in particular that attracts you guys to it i i don't know i don't know i i actually think about this a lot because i have a lot of people in my life who just really like indian alternative right and i like it too but I think the reason I like punk and I'm so drawn to it is because I like feeling my heart beat a bit faster. And I'm like, that sounds like a little no, bit weird. I understand. But like, it's just like, it, it really like, like, I don't know. It gives off like this drive through me where I just like, I just like, oh. It's it, so easy I to get it. into punk music. You put on like a punk song, like Death From Above <laughs> or something like that. And it's just like you can like get into it. It's like sometimes you find yourself like listening to indie. It's like oh this is good, this is nice. But then you put on a punk song, you're like this is, 
this is what I need I yeah. right it's, now. It's just like, it's a release, right? Yeah. And it's, I, I personally feel like my, like, uh, just like common emotion is anger. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm happy and I like get sad, but like most of the time, like I'm kind of a hothead. So like when I like listen to punk, I'm like, yeah, this is it. This is like, it, it just, it feels like it matches and it pairs, right? It's mm. like the right I wine think, and cheese oh, with my personality. And like the first, music. first kind of songs we wrote together were more like rock kind of songs, yeah. I think. But then it quickly, like without even us trying it just kind of evolved into punk like we just found ourselves writing punk songs instead of rock songs and we just could not write a slow song to save our life no we tried we tried and like but it's really funny because my dad he's such a heckler and he comes to all of our shows (laughs) and we'll be like here's our next song he's like nice ballad like that was a really nice slow song (laughs) like all these like sarcastic comments because it's just being a being tender isn't in either of our nature. <laughs> I mean, there's something about uh, you know that energy that music brings to stuff, and like I used to be a really big metalhead in like mm-hmm. high school and stuff, and it was the same type of thing. Like I used that to like get my aggression out. You yeah. know, you go to a metal yeah. show and you listen to metal, and you're like, okay, like this is angry music, but I don't know, I'm getting it all out here and stuff, and then you can like walk through your day and you're. Yeah, <laughs> I said before that it's such an outlet for us, and you know we have a lot of stuff to be angry about. <laughs> so like using, like listening to it, and like writing punk songs, and just using it as an outlet makes us acceptable members of society. <laughs> yeah. It's really funny when people like ask us like, "Why this?" It's like, well, because because punching people in the face is not okay. No. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> uh, so maybe, what advice would you give to maybe a younger person who is looking to start a band or get involved with the local music scene or something like that? Uh, just do it. Just, I don't know. It's a. Uh, it's it's weird because I. Uh, so I, I'm like the LH's curator for the Fem Wave Music Festival, and I think about like a lot of like how to get kids out there and I think that was another issue like myself when I was a kid is like how do you get out there but you just gotta do it just like pick up an instrument and like I don't know go to lessons and like or just like get like tabs online who who cares go see a band you don't know I'm perfect see it it's like it's it's ten dollars you don't have to spend anything else that night just just do it just get on that bus and yeah. Love your life. I would also say <laughs> listen to a lot of music yeah. as well. That's a very important part. Yeah. Don't just like denounce something. Like listen to music for you. A lot of a lot of growing up it's like, uh, oh you have to listen to this because it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um listen to what you like. <laughs> Play what you like. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> as soon as you're old enough, go to rockin' for dollars. <laughs> <laughs> also do what do what you want to do like um if, if like people are like trying to teach you like a genre you don't want to do or you're trying to like play something that like just isn't speaking to you cut it out just do what you want to do write what yeah. you want to write um and don't worry about it being perfect right away 
I, I like, there's no band that was perfect right away, right? And Everybody think, sucks at yeah, the start. Yeah, as an artist, that's, like, really hard to accept that you're going to just <laughs> yeah. suck. There's yeah. always going to be someone better than you, and there's always going to be someone worse than you. But, <laughs> I'm like, I know that's kind of an awful thing to say, but, like, it's a really good mindset as a musician so that you yeah. don't get so in your head, like, oh, I suck. Yeah. No, you don't. You just have to do it. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't want to think that you're literally the worst person in the yeah. world. Yeah. Like. yeah. And it's hard. It's hard when, like, something isn't just coming together or, like, you're not getting this one line or this one beat. And it's, like, it's frustrating. Yeah. And you get really down on yourself, really in your head. And, uh, like, you know, this is... I've talked to a lot of people. This is a pretty universal experience for musicians. And it's, like, really hard to get out of that. But you should get out of that it's like it's not gonna help anyone and it's gonna you know it's gonna hurt you just make bad art yeah go, make bad art go, there you go. go through go through it figure out what you like what you could do and the rest will come easy mm-hmm. whether you notice it or not yeah make that art do that thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> like all the best musicians that i feel like i've talked to have that thing of like self-consciousness and they're like yeah, they're always definitely. like man i'm terrible or yeah. whatever and you're like what are you you're amazing like how do you guys like overcome that i guess um i don't know uh in our senior year of high school we had this one like uh really high arts class and oh, yeah. in that arts class like it really put your patience as an artist to the test where it was like how many things can you make? Like, who's your inspiration? Make something kind of like that. And, like, I went to, like... One a, art project a week. Yeah, it was, like... It was intense. just, like, a semester of me being, like, why can't I be a good artist? But then, at, like, the same time, like, everyone else in that class thought that. And then you look at everyone else's and you're, like, wait, no, this is all really good stuff. And you watch it progressively get better. And then you watch yourself progressively get better. And so, as an artist, I just have to remember that, like, it's okay to make things that aren't working... It's just a process. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, agreed. I don't really know. I don't know how to like summarize it better. I usually, um, how I get past that is I'm just like, fuck, I'm just going to do it. Whatever. (laughs) I'm, I get angry. (laughs) I'm just like, I'm over it. I'm just going to do it. I think another like nice thing too is when i was like first learning my bass i got my first bass i really wanted to learn this like sick bass line by rancid and i was like all stressed out i was like learning it for hours and i just like couldn't fucking do it and my dad was like learn a ramon song and i did that super easy and so i think like another thing is just like if you can't do it that way find another way yeah you're you're good but try to just start somewhere don't go over your like don't let it get over I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know. I'm, I, yeah. I'm no, I, my no I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. It's just like, you know, you don't have more to than the one best. way. Plan B. Yeah. Your idol wasn't that good when they first started either. So. Yeah. yeah. Everybody sucks at first. Yeah, exactly. Everybody sucks at first. Yeah. Um, so do you guys do any other like artistic things besides music? Or? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Both of us. Um, in high school, I did like I, a lot of drama. The cat has been in my lap this entire time. I'm wearing all black. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, in high school, we both did drama. We both did like improv, oh, yeah. which is like kind of hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I remember 
Jackie got onto the CIT yeah, improv competitive team. Yeah, improv. the competitive improv team. <laughs> I, didn't even I was so to. jealous of her because I was just in like the drop-in improv. I was like, and this is before I knew her. I was like, who's this bitch? She didn't even join improv the whole year, and here she is getting on the team. What the hell? <laughs> It helps though. It like really helps like figure out like just like how to like bullshit things on stage because there's times where like in between songs we're like, huh, well, what here's we this say? good story. Now let's go into a song. Um, and then like we we're both also draw. both yeah, both like visual artists too. Yeah, I I paint a lot more than I draw. But, I draw. Uh, yeah, she yeah. draws. I paint. <laughs> but um, I think our main like who we are as an artist is uh. Music. music yeah music and it can be other things too like other i play other instruments you know so like sometimes i'll go and i'll just jam out a song on guitar but yeah it's mostly music <laughs> awesome uh so do you guys have any just kind of final things you want to say listen to our ep, <laughs> to our EP. get that self promo <laughs> i self promo is so hard i didn't tell you this story but like the other night, my family, we went to go see Social Distortion, and I wore my, like, Death From Above shirt, and as I went up to the merch table, this, like, merch vendor is like, I just went on tour with them, doing merch for them, and he's like, what can I get you? And I self-promo, like, promo so hard, where I was like, oh, just, like, a shirt for you to send my EP to, like, Death From Above, like, <laughs> no big deal, and he's like, okay, maybe, I was talking to Jesse today, I'm like, did you tell him about our EP? <laughs> so, please, I love you so much. <laughs> Um, we're on everything, and we are on Spotify, but we're meshed in with another Mademoiselle. <laughs> yeah, we have to fix that. There's, uh, there is another Mademoiselle on Spotify that's, like... It's, a- like, four black women who speak French. Like, that's... <laughs> you know, an actual band that should be called Mademoiselle. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I get asked that so much. Oh, yeah, putting this out there, we are not French. No. <laughs> I have the worst French accent ever. Um, uh, yeah, so we're on Instagram, Facebook, everything, and like all streaming services now, right? Mm-hmm. And Bandcamp. Um, Always Bandcamp. Individually on everything, too. Yeah. Like all of our stuff, please. <laughs> yeah, like our stuff. <laughs> Love, <Bye>. validation. <laughs> cool. Uh, so usually I play like some sort of music from whatever guests I have on. Are you guys cool with me doing that? Yes. yes. Okay. Is there any song in particular you'd like me to... Probably one of our newer ones. Which word? Bathroom, maybe? Bathroom, baby? The other one? <laughs> Bathroom, baby, maybe? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Sure, go for that one. Bathroom, okay. baby. Cool. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you thank for you having us. us.
If you liked this episode of the podcast, why not leave a review? You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. For up-to-date information on the podcast, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can find us at Froggy Style Productions. That's Frog, the letter E, Style Productions. For more ways to support the show, visit fsproductions.ca.